Welcome to On Arrival, the Traveler's Podcast. We're your hosts, KT and Jordan. Throughout our 20s, we've lived and traveled all around the world and fell in love with exploring new cultures. Here at On Arrival, we interview some of the world's most eccentric travelers to hear their original and authentic stories. We hope this show inspires you to take your next trip. And that when you land, you have a game plan. On Arrival. We're back with a special episode today. A fun episode. We wanted to share some helpful information with you guys, some helpful tips. And today we'll be sharing our top apps, our top travel apps that you must have on your phone in 2021 and beyond. And what millennial doesn't like apps? Apps, baby. These are some of our favorites. And we personally use all of these or plan to use all of these. We do have some at the end that we haven't downloaded yet, but we want to, and we want you to know about them as well. So stay tuned for that. But let's start off with number one, which is airline apps. Yes. Subject number one is airline apps. And our first recommendation is Hopper. Now, admittedly, we haven't used Hopper in a while. We haven't had an opportunity to really travel that much recently. And when we did, we used miles and things like that. So but when we were paying for our flights, we would use Hopper. And the beautiful thing about Hopper is it allows you to monitor prices and set up alerts. Mm-hmm. And you can see all the different airlines. It's kind of like Google Flights. Right. Um, and we've used this for domestic and international flights. It's nice because, like you said, it's going to look at every airline. It's going to find the best price. And it will tell you, hey, right now is the best time to buy your ticket. Or, mm-hmm. hey, you should wait a little while. And that's one of the reasons that we really liked it because – it helped us to really get the best prices every time we were paying for our flights. Yeah. So it helps you monitor the prices and it'll send you notifications when the price changes or the flight gets delayed or canceled or whatnot. Exactly. So it's very helpful and mm-hmm. it's it's one of my favorite tools for finding cheap flights. Yeah. A lot of people criticized Hopper during the pandemic just because their customer support wasn't great. And I mean, I think rightfully so. I think when you're flying, you need to be able to rely on customer support if something gets changed or canceled. I know during the pandemic, my mom was going to come to Turkey, but then Hopper informed her, we booked her flight on Hopper, that her return flight was canceled. And it did take some days. This was really early in the pandemic to get it figured out, but they ended up giving us a full refund. So they have a customer service team, but... I just remember having to contact them, phone, email, Twitter, like to get the job done. Yeah, often I do remember that too, like some Twitter conversations. And one of the things that they admitted that didn't sit right with me, I'm going to be honest, is that they admitted to putting customer service on the back burner so that they could grow the business. And so that kind of, I'm sure it didn't sit well with a lot of people and it didn't with me. So just one thing to keep in mind, we haven't used it since the pandemic, but it was one of our tools in our tool belt. Yeah. So say you're on Hopper and you end up booking a Delta flight on Hopper. That takes us to our next app that we suggest is whatever airline you book with downloading that app. So uh, pro tip, if I go to my phone, I have like a little iPhone folder that says travel and I have all the airlines, hotels, all the apps that we're going to talk about today in Mm -hmm. there. So if I go there, I see Spirit, Fly Delta, <laughs> Hopper, United, American, Spirit, 
Turkish Airlines. That, I probably, that app probably got deleted a lot in the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I didn't even think about that. I haven't used it in years, but I got, sometimes I got Aer- you got to. I got Aerofloat even, the Aerofloat app. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely helpful. Yeah. And once you download that, you can get flight updates. You can check in. It's it's your ticket. Yeah. A so couple important things. things to do when you do download your airline app is to, number one, make sure you have a profile with the company. Rewards number, store your name, your global a lot entry. Of, a lot of times you can store your passport information. You can store your global entry and TSA pre-check number. If you need one or have one, your redress number, and we had one in the past, and that's a whole nother episode. But it's helpful. You can store a lot of information, meal preferences, all types of things with these companies. And when you do book your tickets on especially like on a third party, make sure that you add them to your profile in your app or on the website, and then you can kind of monitor everything in one place. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to number two, which is hotel apps. So one that's not very popular, but we wanted to tell you guys about is Hotels Tonight. So this is an app that allows you to get last minute deals on hotels. So this would have come in handy the one time I booked an Airbnb in Atlantic City for Miss America, and we got to the Airbnb and the cleaning crew hadn't come at all. So it was smelly. It smelled like tacos. And Taco we, Tuesday, baby. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't stay there. So Hotels Tonight would have been the app for that. The app I wish I had was Day Use. Now, it's another app we haven't used yet, but apparently it allows you to book hotel rooms for a night or even at hourly rates in certain cities. Mm-hmm. And I could have used that a lot when I was in Rome and I had a eight-hour layover and couldn't check into my flight for like six hours and had to lay on the floor in the airport. Would have loved to rent a hotel room for a few hours and get some sleep. Yeah. After those couple cheap hotel room tricks, the one that I go to when I'm not being loyal to a brand is booking.com. I happen to like booking. I've had some good success booking hotel rooms and even some different residences and things like that. It's a good app to use. We often use our Marriott apps or we all, I have a Hyatt and a Hilton and things like that for times that we stay in other hotels, IHG. Mm-hmm. Like the airlines, it's good to have those apps and those reward profiles to track, again, your information, your stays. To use points, see how many points, points you have. I love to go on my Marriott app and look at the hotel properties, places we want to travel. Mm-hmm. We've been looking at destinations lately and I've been pulling up the hotels there and seeing where we're going to stay. Yeah. The last app we want to talk about is the Airbnb app. They not only allow you to look for stays, but also experiences. And Airbnb experiences are all the rage right now. They have some really cool stuff. For a trip that we're taking later this month, we looked there and found some cool things. Okay. Next is an app for on the go. When you're in transit at the airport, Sometimes you just wish you knew what all your food options were, where the restaurants Mm -hmm. were, how hard is it to find a directory that's accurate, and that's where Grab comes into play. So I'm really looking forward to using this app on my next trip to explore the airports and what food options I have available, what's open, and even being able to order my next meal on the app and pick it up in the airport. 
Yeah, I can think of some times this would have really come in handy. For example, like say my gate is right next to McDonald's and I'm just like, "Uh, I don't know what else is down there. I'm just going to eat McDonald's. So if you're looking for maybe a healthier option, you could look on the Grab app. Another situation, Starbucks at the airport has been closed quite frequently when we've had the opportunity to travel. So you might say, oh, I'm going to wait until I get to Starbucks, you know, all the way at the end. And then you get there and it's closed and you're like, oh, man. Good point. Should I get food before the airport or not? That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Another pro tip, always pack a snack bag. Moving on. <laughs> next. <laughs> so next is currency exchange apps. So Jordan and I are kind of split on this one. I personally use and like Currency Converter. He likes Currency XE, which... The majority of people do. I mean, it's the clear choice. Yeah. But both of them allow you to stay on top of changing currency rates. And they're quick and easy when you're at the store or at the market. I know in Turkey, when I was trying to convert the lira to dollars, and they would just tell me how many liras really fast, I could just input it and I was good to go. I didn't have to do the math. It can be tricky. And one of the things I like to do when I arrive somewhere, whether it be to live there or to just visit, is to put some simple things into the currency exchange, like a burger or a drink, and kind of get a feel for how expensive things are in that country um, based on what I feel like it would cost in the United States. It's an easy way to kind of get an idea, get a feel for it. I like that tip. Next is an important one. And personally, I don't feel like we look even early enough at this one, but rideshare apps. Mm -hmm. Now, rideshare apps have become such a big part of everyone's life, traveler or not. You know, Uber, Lyft are the big ones here in the U.S. But what a lot of people don't realize is there are different apps in different places and you can't always use Uber or Lyft. So example, Istanbul, you could open the Uber app. But and you could probably find a ride using the Uber app, but it is illegal. You could find a ride years ago. We have found a ride. I know. And that's the thing. Our first year in Turkey, you could find a lot of rides, but then... You couldn't anymore because all the drivers kept getting tickets for taking Uber rides. And what we had to end up using was Buy Taxi there, which is a taxi app. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to call registered taxis. And so that was the issue with Uber in Istanbul is you had to be a registered taxi even to drive for Uber. And so a lot of drivers were getting tickets. Yeah. And Uber is always a good idea. I mean, they operate in over 700 cities across the world. They're quick, easy. You can input your information right into the app. And so you don't have to deal with the currency and figuring that out yeah. when you're just trying to get to your destination. Yeah, but there are other options too. Like in Russia, when you open Uber, it redirects you to Yandex Go, which is Russia's Uber. And it forces you to download that app, but that's because they're partners and Uber doesn't actually operate in Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in Budapest, we use Bolt, which is same kind of thing. You can input your information um, right into the app and you're good to go. Right. And that was one time where I feel like we could have been a little bit more prepared because we didn't realize that they used Bolt until we got to the airport and we're like, wait, how are we getting to our hotel? So that's another reason why it's important to, to maybe do a little bit of research ahead of time and say, hey, what ride share am I going to use? How am I going to get around when I get to my destination? Mm-hmm. Number six is navigation apps. So we have two favorites here, but the first one would definitely take first place. Um, and that is Google Maps, Love obviously. Google Maps. Yeah. It's very useful. You can look up just about anything. You can look up things near you. 
there's always a lot of information because businesses put their information on Google and it's all their phone numbers, emails, websites, things like that, reviews. I like it for finding things. I like it for directions. The directions are always usually pretty accurate. It's just pretty reliable and just about everywhere I've been. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, while you're abroad, the internet connection can be kind of shaky. So you can pre-download the maps in your area. So while you're traveling, if you have, you know, access to internet or not, you can just go on your way. So one other feature I wanted to mention before we move on is the saved lists. And that is a feature on Google Maps where you can create your own list. So I create a for example, a Paris list, a Austin, Texas list, etc. And I put everything that I'm saving for that location or that I really enjoy there. So when I'm going there, someone asked me for some recommendations, I can just open that up. You know, what would be really sweet is if you can send that list. And I'm sure you can because it's Google. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it makes it even better. So, yeah, the lists are definitely a, like a clutch thing. It's a, definitely a good trick. Saving them to lists. I've got a couple And I wish I had some more and I will probably make more in the Mm -hmm. future. Another one we learned about in Aruba in Aruba was maps.me or maps with me. And that one was cool because we didn't have good service in Aruba. And the whole concept behind the app is that it's maps without service. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of the capabilities of a Google Maps without having any service. You just need a connection initially to download that location, much like kind of Google Maps. But I think that from a navigation standpoint, it's much more reliable. So if you're trying to drive off-road and things like that, it's probably a good app to go with. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of locations. So I didn't know if it was just like Aruba-specific or something limited. It's not. No, that was good to find out too. And I'm I'm interested to see how that works on our next trips. Mm -hmm. Okay, this next one is... Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. It's real important. Especially if you're going international. It's real important if you can't learn languages like me. You need a translator app. And we personally like Google Translate. Love Google Translate. Don't really know what else is out there, to be honest. But Google Translate has been pretty dependable. Obviously, you have, you know, you can type, you can copy and paste. Mm -hmm. If you use Chrome, like on a computer, you can translate a whole web page, which is nice. You know, we're even though we're talking about mobile phones, that's also another like Option. as KT would say, a pro tip. <laughs> Get the translate plugin on Chrome and translate whole web pages. Um the Chrome app on iPhone will translate web pages automatically also. So that's another pro tip. Very powerful. We use it all the time. I oftentimes if I want to say something to someone that doesn't speak English, I will type out like full paragraphs and then just hit, you know, the little speaker button and it'll say it out loud. And most times I would say probably like eight out of 10 times they understand. So that's helpful. Yeah. It also allows you to use the camera to scan things. Mm -hmm. So Um, signs, menus. You can take photos of things, like take a photo of a menu and translate that. So you don't have to just hold it there. Mm-hmm. They have more functionality too that like we haven't even really used. Like you, I think you can have whole conversations where it like translates both sides simultaneously. So it's it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the instant camera translation. You can just point the camera, and yeah, it's like it's just in English. They have thirty eight different languages on the oh, app. We use that feature so much, so much. Like <laughs> everywhere we've lived, a lot of times they don't have an English menu. 
So it's like we have to use it often to translate with the camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said earlier, I will like type a full paragraph and then just hit play and they can hear it. And I can also like record them speaking in their language and then it'll be in text form for me in English. So for that's just for anyone that like has never used Google Translate. That's how it works. You there it, it is. All right. Moving on to number eight, star VPN. So VPNs are important for your privacy, number one. And number two, one of the reasons we've used it a lot is because some places block certain things. So for example, some places will block certain things that they deem as inappropriate in that country. But also... For example, in Russia, they block Home Depot. So I have to use a VPN. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> buy I things from my house Well, I don't think home. that's actually Russia. I think that's... I think just about... And so that's the other side of it. So number one, like countries will block you from visiting sites. Like I'm not going to name specific countries, but they block you from looking at certain things that they don't want their citizens to see. But... On the other side of it, when we that were sounds in, really wrong. Like, what are you referring to? Yeah, there, there are <laughs> countries that block social media and things like uh. that. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, but on the flip side of it, when we were in Russia, just about every company that we want to visit that's American thinks we're some type of hacker. So we had to use a VPN to access websites like Home Depot because they block you because it's suspicious. So. We had to use it for other things too, Netflix or Comcast streaming or things like that, shopping on different sites. Sometimes we were like paying our mortgage and like the website won't let you access it from out of the country. Or certain bank accounts. Like I know like Huntington bank account, you can't access their website without a VPN. So VPNs are good because they allow you to basically say, I'm in the United States, even if you're not and they allow you to access a lot of your important information that you may not be able to access otherwise. And it has saved us a lot of time. So Star VPN is the one that we prefer to use. There's multiple out there though. Yeah, that one's really easy and it's free. So yeah, moving on. Number nine, one of our favorites, restaurant apps. Gotta have those. So first of all, I prefer Open Table. I wouldn't say I prefer it. It's just been really useful for me. Like it's really convenient. It's really easy. The only downside to open table is you can have limited selection in some places, but I think they probably have the biggest selection of any app like that. There's over 60,000 restaurants worldwide at this point. So mm -hmm. you can make reservations, you get rewards there. You can obviously find what's near you, but the, the reservations is definitely the, the sell for us. Mm -hmm. And then in second place, we have the Resi app, which is a very similar thing to Open Table, a little smaller. I think they have 5,000 restaurant partners. Yeah, they're up and coming. Mm -hmm. But it's it's basically the same thing. And I think it's, I don't know if it, you have to pay to list your restaurant on there, but it's super helpful. We've used it abroad as well as in the U.S. Yeah, so I think of all the restaurant reservations we've had to make this year, I think it's been about 50-50 between Open Table and Resi. So they're both very useful. useful. Now, I will say that I've made a few Resi reservations without actually having to have the app. And you can even update your reservation without having to have the app. That doesn't mean the app's not useful. And mm -hmm. I should probably get it. And you should probably get it. Yeah. Another thing, if you are like, I don't need to download a million apps, you can always use like Google Maps to put in like restaurants near me. And right. you can find, you know, reviews and 
It'll tell you how close they are to you. Yep. Simple. And what you'll see with a lot of restaurants is they add more and more functionalities on Google Maps. I mean, you can do everything from order. I I think I placed an order actually in Google Maps one time. And it's just, it. I, I'm a big Google Maps fan. It's probably one of my top apps on my phone I use. Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, you can do the saved list. So you can save restaurants in a certain city. And then when you're in that city, just go there and voila. There you go. The last one is obvious. And it's super easy to use, super convenient. You guessed it, TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. For all of its shortcomings, it is probably like the biggest, in my opinion, like database for information. And it's always helpful to find out you like the best activities and best restaurants. Now you have to always view them through your lens and keep in mind that people have different standards and different opinions. And sometimes you have to dive into the reviews because somebody gave it a one-star review because they didn't like their drink or whatever the case might be. You know, there's always those people out there. You people are weird, by the way. (laughs) I mean, just to put in some context, TripAdvisor is the world's largest travel platform and it helps like 463 million travelers each month. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot. And there's just a lot of information. There's so, a lot of reviews too. But the one thing I dislike about TripAdvisor, and Jordan, you kind of pointed to it, is people are writing reviews and you don't know who to trust. You don't know if you right. should make a decision based off that person's review. So it's really important to read multiple reviews, not just yeah. like one really odd, weird review. Right. And you know, one of my favorite features on the app is like their lists. So best boat tours in Venice. And it's a good way to kind of see really what's out there. Now, it doesn't show you everything. There might be some that aren't listed there, but they usually have good lists. Like best hotels in a certain area, it's usually pretty accurate. And updated. And it's nice because when you download the app, you have, I'm looking at it right now, you have like hotels, things to do, restaurants, forums. There's a whole area for writing a review yourself, searching different locations. And it's just super easy to use. So maybe even I would suggest if you're only looking to download a limited number of apps, maybe TripAdvisor is kind of like a place you, yeah, that's a one-stop you can, shop. You can book, you know, you can book activities there. I'm not sure if you can do reser- reservations for re- restaurants, but you can book hotels there. Mm-hmm. They have obviously the forums that you can ask questions and communicate with other travelers. There's a lot of functionality there, and it's the world's largest travel platform, so it's kind of necessary. You know, mm-hmm. we use it too, even though you have to, you know, still do your own research, even outside of TripAdvisor sometimes. It's a good general sense of the place. So, yeah, exactly. It's like Wikipedia for travel. Exactly. Perfect. All right. That rounds out our top 10 list of travel apps that you must have in 2021. If you have any other suggestions on apps that you really enjoy, please feel free to send those to us. You can DM us at On Arrival Travel. You can contact us through our contact portal on the website. We do have some honorable mentions as well. We've talked about it before, but the app is called Visited, where you can keep track of how many cities and countries and states that you visited, which is super fun. For our vegans out there, I haven't personally used it, nor am I vegan. But I think it's a really cool concept. It's called Happy Cow. Mm. So that's kind of cool. Like if you are vegan, it's It's hard to find. Yeah, It's a directory for vegan restaurants and 
stores and things like that around the world. Mm -hmm. Two other apps that we use all the time is WhatsApp Mm. as well as Priority Pass. Yeah. WhatsApp is important for messaging and phone calls and things over the Wi-Fi so you're not being charged for those calls. And it's also important if your family, like my parents both have Androids for some odd, no one knows why reason. And so I communicate with them on WhatsApp. Right. So we use our iPhones and you can obviously iMessage and FaceTime, FaceTime audio over the Wi-Fi. But obviously our Android users can't do that. And your mom still insists on WhatsApp calling us, even though we've been home for four months. (laughs) I know. She'll like group call Jordan and I on WhatsApp. And she says, I'm like, mom, don't call us on WhatsApp. We're not out of the country. We're home. You can just call me. Well, what'd she say about it? She said, no, I really like WhatsApp. Oh, well, there you have it. <laughs> so, That's <okay>. Sean's pick. <laughs> and then last but not least is Priority Pass. And that one is for lounge access. Uh, you can get Priority Pass with many major credit cards, and it gives you lounge access to hundreds of lounges around the world. We use it often. We most recently used it on our trip to Aruba. Mm-hmm. When we were delayed on our way home, we stayed in the Turkish Airlines lounge in Washington, D.C. for, I don't know, four hours. And it's nice because you don't have to carry around your priority pass number or the card. You can just, if you download the app, it has a QR code that you can just scan to get into the lounge. And I believe most times you can bring two guests, right, Jordan? You can have, well, it depends on how you got it, but okay. most times you can have two guests. And the thing that I like about it too, about that app is you just open it and enter the airport code and it tells you every lounge in that airport that you have access to and how to get there and what they have. What terminal they're in. Yeah. What so the it, benefit that, is. That's really why I like that app more than anything. It's just the directory. I land somewhere. I'm like, okay, I'm in Louisville or wherever I land. What lounges are available to me right now? Mm-hmm. And Priority Pass is actually how I met one of our guests. Well, got him to hang out with me, I guess, Colin that we had on the show. I was like, hey, you want to go to the lounge on our layover? And he was like, did not know me. He's like, yeah, let's go. And then we got to know each other. And then he was a guest on the show. So that was a Rwanda episode. Just FYI. So there you go. Priority pass. Go check that episode out. It's like your cool card, priority pass. You know, you like <laughs> want to go to the lounge. Yeah, I'd take my teammates in there all the time. It's fun. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening. And again, share your apps with us. See you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of On Arrival. We've had so much fun recording these episodes and sharing them with you every week. If you like this episode, share it with somebody. And don't forget to subscribe to our show, On Arrival Podcast, on all podcast platforms. We would really appreciate it if you would write us a positive review wherever you choose to listen. And look for us on social media at On Arrival Travel on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're looking for more episodes, you can always head over to onarrival.com.